score at the end of the first period here at J. Tom Lawler Rink in North Andover is Merrimack 1 and Northeastern 1. I'm Mike Macknick with John Leahy. This first intermission is brought to you by Fuddruckers, an official partner of Merrimack Athletics. Make sure you stop in at Fuddruckers for a burger or delicious salad before or after the next Warrior game. Located just down the street from Merrimack at 550 Turnpike Street. They also have locations in Reading and Salem, New Hampshire. Our guest in the first intermission here from SB Nation College Hockey and also the New England Hockey Journal is Joshua Cummins. And first of all, Joshua, uh, first period there, Northeastern golden opportunities, three power plays in the first uh, eight or nine minutes of the game. They score on one of them on the five-on-three, but Merrimack gets a power play of their own later in the period and is able to tie it up. That's where we stand after one. Yeah, I think you really saw at the beginning of the first period all the, the skill and the talent that Northeastern has just really able to, to draw those penalties and uh, get on the board on a really nice shot by Adam Goddard, who's done that really all year for Northeastern. But then Merrimack clawing back with the hard nose style that they play in uh, tie game at one. Both teams with uh, breakaway as well. Chris LeBlanc was stopped earlier in the period. Uh, and then uh, Adam Gaudet with a chance when Merrimack turned over the puck in their own end. Yeah, like I said, Adam Gaudet has done that all year for Northeastern. He's so he's so skilled and he's really uh, developed his game into being a guy who Northeastern can count on at both ends. And uh, uh, Drew Vogel came up with some other big saves in that period too. I think Northeastern could have had a couple more couple more goals, but uh, he's been a big part in why this game is still tied. Yeah, I was going to say, given the, the three straight power plays, uh, the five-on-three goal and so on, uh, being outshot, it was 11-1 to one at one point, ended up 14-7 to seven as Merrimack battled back in the latter stages of the period, but 1-1, one one, Merrimack being in the 1-1 one one at the end of the first. They've got to feel pretty good about that, while Northeastern probably feeling like we had an opportunity to get one or two more on the board. Yeah, they definitely, uh, they had the shots there in the, in the first period, Northeastern did at the beginning of the game, but like I said, Bolger uh, came up pretty big and uh, we saw at the end of the period there uh, Merrimack coming back with uh, a few shots drawing a penalty and uh, getting a goal pretty quickly on the power play. Now let me ask you Zach Aston Reese how much have you seen of him uh, he's obviously having a great season we saw that last night even though he didn't get on the board I thought he played well and you know just seems to be you know Jim Madigan talks about him playing being a complete player uh, 200 feet at both ends of the ice you know if anything a weakness maybe that I saw from Northeastern last night was some of their team defense you know they need to tighten up a bit but uh, Zach Aston Reese is is not the problem in that regard. No, absolutely not. Like I said with uh, Goddard, he's been a guy who's definitely developed into a 200-foot player, like you say. Um, he's, he's scored as many goals as he has at any season in his career, and he's definitely uh, a guy that this Northeastern team has counted on, even though uh, they've struggled to, to score at other lines uh, uh, as far as uh, scoring depth. That uh, I think the injuries, have obviously, uh, that they've had have had a big part in that, but uh, I think you're starting to see, at this point, they're starting to come together and uh, with fewer and fewer guys. Yeah, and they got John Stevens back recently. He's played well, obviously. Nolan Stevens, it sounds like, should be back soon, they hope. And uh, Grant Josevic, they got him back last night as well. That certainly helps. But uh, uh, So it's going to be interesting to see, I think, what happens down the stretch. I, I also wanted to ask you about a team that we're going to see in here, here in a few days. Boston University will come to town. Obviously, uh, very, very talented, very skilled team. They just swept BC in a home-and-home, home, only allowing one goal in the two games. Uh, uh, all of the players that they have that helped the U.S. win the World Junior Championship. It's a very, very skilled team. Let me ask you this first of all. Think back to the, the BU team that, that went to the National Championship game even though they lost to Providence a couple of years ago. Now, they certainly had the nation's best player in Jack Eichel. They may not have the nation's best player this year, but top to bottom, is this a deeper BU team than that team a couple of years ago? I think they're pretty close. This this team is is young. They have a lot of freshmen, and we saw a lot of them at the World Junior Championship, like you say. I think uh, 
but diff- as far as four lines that they can roll out, I think that this might be definitely a deeper team. That that top line, obviously, uh, very talented a couple of years ago, but um, this this year definitely uh, an offensive team that you can really get four lines and and all six of their defensemen who who play at least on a regular basis, they're all drafted, which is crazy. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. And Jake Ottinger in goal is just uh, he's a freshman. He's one of the youngest players in the country, but he's come in and really made a big difference right away and stolen that that job. I think people expected him to be the starting goalie this year, but he's really done a, a fantastic job. So confident. Yeah, BU, I know, uh, got off to a little bit of a slow start, maybe because of such a young team that they were, but so many players who did get valuable experience uh, in that tournament up in Canada and in, in winning the gold medal for the U.S. And, and also, let's not forget, it was uh, uh, Dante Fabro who played for uh, Canada and just narrowly missed uh, winning the gold medal. I know if it had been Canada that had won that shootout, it'd be him versus the other five or six guys. But, uh, you know, as it turned out, they at least hit the number of players in that tournament. It always seems like players come back and play well after it. Uh, you've seen BU since then. How have they been? Has it been a significant step up from before Christmas? Yeah, I think um, definitely they've come back right away and made as big an impact, if not bigger. Uh, like you said, I think at, at BC, Colin White has not quite raised that as far as the points yet, but I think you've definitely seen as far as his complete game and being more uh, responsible defensively. I think you've seen sort of that tournament help progress in that area, but I think the scoring will come, obviously, with someone with that much talent. But BU, definitely you've seen them make an impact, and even while they were playing in the World Junior Gold Medal game, they played a game against Union and and, and came back. Jacob Forsbacher Carlson has been uh, another guy, unbelievable, uh, played in World Juniors last year, but uh, really used that opportunity to elevate his game, and he's been on fire since then uh, when he was playing on the top line in that game. So how would you see that game then? Uh, BU comes to Merrimack on Tuesday. What kinds of things would Merrimack have to do to have a chance to, to pull out some points from that game? They really have to play a tight defensive game because just like this Northeastern team, they have quite a bit of offensive talent, but you definitely want to shut uh, shut them down and get some good goaltending in that game because he is going to bring that with Jake Hopkins as well. Before we let you go, tell us what else you see going on around the league. Vermont's having a great year. Uh, UNH is certainly playing better than people expected. Uh, I know they're tied with Notre Dame right now after having tied them out in South Bend last night. Um, you know, BC off to a great start, but it, it almost seems like BU is coming on here. Um, you know, how do you see things shaking out as, uh, as the season nears its end in the next few weeks or so? Crazy to think that. It's already almost over. Uh, it feels like it just started. But, yeah, I think... Uh, I think BC will be there. I don't think they'll they'll be in that first place position by the end of the season. I think it, it'll probably be BU and Lowell. Lowell's just a, a really complete team, like I said, with BU. Four lines that roll deep, and that'll be a really interesting game when they play uh, next Saturday night at BU. Uh, I think that those will be the two teams in that game next week could very well be the one and two by the end of the season. I'll be really interested to see how that game finishes. All right, Josh, we appreciate it. Uh, give us What's the best way folks can find your coverage of tonight's game? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Joshua Cummins and uh, SBNCollegeHockey.com. All right. Thanks as always. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, great work that you do and the folks over at SB Nation. Well, hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Mike. All right. Josh Cummins, our guest here in first intermission with our score, Merrimack 1, no Northeastern 1. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.